Welcome back to Locked On 76ers. Another week, more 76ers basketball. We get into why this weekend, this past weekend, was very important for the 76ers. Although not much has changed, they get into the playoffs. We'll discuss it all right here next, Locked On 76ers. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's happening, 76ers fans? Welcome back. You are Locked On 76ers. I'm Devon Givens from 97.5 The Fanatic Radio in Philadelphia, alongside my co-host and partner on this podcast every week, Sixers beat writer for TheInquirer.com, Keith Pompey. Keith, what's happening, man? What's good, D? What's good? A uh, lot, lot, lot to get into. Two big wins over the weekend. Playoff berth still in the fourth spot, but tied right now uh, in that spot right now. We'll see how things change over the next couple of days. First, though, Keith, we got to thank people for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. And remember, Locked On 76ers is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube at Locked On 76ers. You see us? You got we all clear? All right, great. Keith, two wins. We were talking about how important this weekend was before the games were actually played on Saturday and Sunday. A 30-point win, 144-114 over Charlotte on Saturday afternoon. They come back on the second leg of the back-to-back, take down the Cleveland Cavaliers, a uh, uh, fighting Cleveland Cavaliers by 4-118-114, and they clinched the playoff berth. They have the X next to their name in the standings. Very important, of course, to get that out of the way. What were your takeaways from this weekend? You know, uh, it was a little bit inconsistent. I mean, it's great that the Sixers won both games, right? But if if I'm Doc Rivers, and, and I know a win is a win, you got these guys playing on back-to-back, probably tired, whatever have you. Right. But if I was Doc Rivers, I would rather have them struggle against the Charlotte Hornets and then blow out um, the Cleveland Cavaliers for two reasons. One, that's the last game you played and you showed improvement. And, 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 and B, you look at it and you look at the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers. They were out there, all-star center. They were out there, um, uh, potential standout, yeah, yeah, rookie standout, rookie of the year candidate. So when I looked at it, and I look at it, and that the thing that keeps coming to my mind is Joel Embiid had to get 44 17 and five for y'all to win this game by four and came down the stretch. And don't get me wrong, down the stretch, guys made big plays and everything like that. But I'm gonna be honest with you, um, it's great that they clinched it, but. All I say is, dang, he had to do all that against Moses Brown for y'all to win. You know what I mean? That That's my takeaway. So, to me, it's good that they won. But I think that they it showed that they need some improvement to do. They gotta well, make- for, for me, I, I looked at it differently. I looked at the Charlotte game uh, coming into the game after that Detroit loss. They needed to make a point. They needed to make a statement, not to the opponent, but to themselves. And the way that they came out and only up by four, Keith, uh, at the break against that Charlotte team, 
it looked like it was going to be a similar game like the Cleveland Cavaliers that we ultimately saw on Sunday. But what they did was they came out and they stomped them. How many times we talk about put your foot on them and don't let go, right? So they, they did they did exactly that. They put their foot on them in the third quarter. They did not let it go. They made sure they did their part with them and, and stomped them into the ground. 86 points in the second half. They blew them out. It was the game was over in the third quarter. We didn't see him beat in a hard in the fourth because of that. They got their rest. And therefore, uh, you know, Joel Embiid comes out and drops 44, whether we're against Moses Brown, Lowry Markinen, who also spent a lot of time with Lamar Stevens, the, the local product from Philly. He had to defend Embiid a little bit. They would just send that double team. I, I preferred it the way that it happened. It was frustrating in the moment, of course, watching the Cleveland way, but it was more satisfying because they needed to come back. And not just because of the, the way that they lost to Detroit, but the fact that they had to look at themselves and say, all right, look, we can, we can walk on the floor and think we can take teams, you know, not, not take them seriously and just roll the ball out and we'll ultimately win the game because they are a 20-win team. They had to do it that way. And it was good to see it. They shot 60%, all of that. I was glad to see that. And then what was also satisfying for me for Sunday's game, Keith, last night was you're going to have to win games like that in the playoffs. It gets ugly. They muck it up a little bit. It, it gets nasty. And depending on who the opponent is, when we talk about Toronto, the length, the, the experience that they have, and uh, the Chicago Bulls, well, how, how they can score, they are going to be some close games. And that was a close game that they wound up winning where I'm glad that they were in that spot and having to win it like that. They sweep Cleveland. If they find out that they play them in the postseason, maybe they don't believe that they could beat the Sixers, all of that, but the Sixers still come out and play. So I looked at it a little bit differently. I thought that the weekend played out right now. I'm not getting all crazy and excited and, and, any, and anything like that. I'm just saying for those particular things, those are my observations that I felt were, uh, were, were laid out well for the Sixers this weekend. Yeah, now here's my, here's my counterpoint with that. Yeah. So, you know, the thing about it is we, we the Sixers got to make that jump to where they can play. They can play winning basketball and, and play at a high level regardless of who you're playing. Like, the thing about it is we're talking about um, playing inconsistent against two play-in teams, right? That's basically what they are. And we look at one team that had a backup, right? Yeah. I mean, they had backups. I mean, I love Lamar Stevenson, the dude the dude from went to Rome, he went to Harvard School, went to Penn State. But, you know, he's a, a kind of like a young guy trying to make a name for himself, right? For sure. Yep. For this and that. Um, you know, I don't. I, what was he? He was what undrafted. He was a two-way guy when he first came out there. And again, I'm giving the brother a lot of props. He's doing all that. But this is the type of team that their roster was, is right now. They had to now. Get me wrong. He played. He played well. He started some games for him this year too. But it's kind of like to me, we're talking about the Sixers trying to be in position to win the championship. You can't get smacked in the mouth by this team. You just can't. Like you know, and and we're we're talking about you know James shot. Well, he struggled shooting from the field. Four Joel, for thirteen or something. Yeah. yeah, Joel got it. Brought it back. Tobias was struggling early on. Again, both teams were playing on back to backs. Both teams had early afternoon games. The yeah. Sixers got here. They were able to rest up. They were able to do whatever they did. So to me, I'm just saying 
it's good to win, but you can't like aside from saying yes, we got a much needed victory. Aside from saying that yes, we clinched the playoff spot. You can't like boom, 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 beat your, you know, beat your chest. And that's and why I'm not. And and then here's the deal, real rap. They're gonna go and they're gonna play the Pacers. It's gonna be the same thing. Another team that's struggling, worse than these two, right? So you know what I mean? Like you gotta you gotta knock them out. You gotta knock them out. All just like you did Charlotte. You can't let these see again. I know you said experience, but believe me, bro. When they playing a close game against the uh, the Miami Heat, it's gonna be Jimmy Butler on the other side in that fourth quarter. Not mm-hmm. Lamar Stevens, mm-hmm. right? It's going to be Bam out of Bayou, not Moses Brown. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, like, those miscues that this team made, they're not going to make them against, you know, the, 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 the other team isn't going to make them. So, I'm just saying I just need to see a little bit more. Again, great win. I mean, a good win. Good win. Good win. But at the same time, <clears throat> I need to see the momentum playing a little bit crisper with four games left in the season. Okay, fair enough. Uh, again, I think it was a, a, a really good win. And um, sometimes young legs do get the better of you early on. Uh, when they have the energy, we've talked about this team too many times. Doc Rivers has talked about this team too many times and maybe not having the lack of energy, the energy to come out the right way to start games. So maybe that's something that we saw. I'm not making excuses. You're not making excuses. It's what they presented to us where we both looked at it maybe a little bit differently. But Keith, I do have to tell people that this episode is brought to you by BetOnline.net. And BetOnline.net has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline, where the game starts. On the other side, Keith, we do have to talk about what the 76ers uh, have now in front of them in terms of the playoffs, sitting in the fourth spot, four games remaining. How much will Joel Embiid and James Harden play? We need to get into that on the other side, Keith, next right here on Locked On 76ers. But first, Keith, my man, I got to tell people once again about Built Bar and how great it is. Got up early yesterday, Sunday morning. Uh, had to get up, go play some basketball, get some work in uh, to continue to work on my knee. And I did just that. And instead of going to candy bar or some sort of pastry, a local pastry that we like to dive into, I went with the Built Bar instead. And, uh, and I tried the puffs again. And it never disappoints. And I want to know from the people, have you tried the Puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of the Built Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallows. They're fluffy, marshmallowy, and not just a protein bar. They're a treat. I love them. And they're covered in 100% real chocolate, which I like. They're fan favorite with some incredible favors from yummy, cinnamony, uh, churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream, pie. So good. So good. So many new flavors. And again, covered in 100% real chocolate, including the puffs. They're low in calorie with 130 calories, 130 calories. You can't beat that. Four grams of sugar, four net carbs, and 17 grams of proteins. You compare that to some of the bigger numbers with, with the candy bars at 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. You don't want that in your body. Eat right, stay right, feel good, get the mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, and new for the month, white chocolate cookies and cream. So check out Built Bar. They're all about the taste. They make it delicious first and they figure it out later. They get it done. Go to built.com, use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order by using promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built. 
Sixers.com. All right, Keith, Sixers tied with the Celtics heading into tonight's matchups in the NBA. Right now, 48 and 30. The Celtics are right there. They blew out the Washington Wizards by 40 on Sunday. Uh, they just took that team down. Milwaukee lost to, to um, Dallas. Luka and Dallas, they went into Milwaukee and handled their business. So right now, Keith, I, I got to ask you, do you have a preference now as we get closer to four games remaining? When you just laid out everything you did in that first segment about playing Miami and not having those same mistakes that we saw against the Cleveland Cavaliers, do you have a preference now going forward with who with who you would rather see them play in the first round? Because at the moment, as we do this here at this time, the Sixers would face, let me see, the Cleveland Cavaliers, <laughs> right? So, no, actually, they would face the Chicago Bulls. Bulls. I'm sorry, the 4-5 mm-hmm. matchup. They would face the, face the Chicago Bulls, sweeping them this year. Do you have a preference? I want all that smoke about the Sixers. I want the you to, like, nah, nah. Like I don't want that smoke. If I'm the Sixers, really, I was just, I just, I just wanted to say that. But yeah. like, if I'm the Sixers, <laughs> if I'm, if I'm the Sixers, fair enough. The Bulls, I do. Now again, you know, and 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 sometimes that can be a little bit overconfident because yes, they defeated the Bulls. They swept the Bulls this season too, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So. But I, I kind of like, and you look at DeMar DeRozan and you see what he's doing. You look at the coach, who's a pretty good coach. Um, what's my man named? Uh, Billy Donovan. Billy Donovan. Um, great coach. Um, young team. Uh, but I, I, when I look at that matchup, if I'm the 76ers, I want Chicago. I, I don't think that they have anybody on their roster who can stop Joel Embiid. Um, I think that DeMar... DeRozan is a great player, top five player in the league this year, you know, playing all the games and everything, top five in my opinion. There's some people may argue, but I'm not going to give it to somebody else who missed half the season, right? So in the, at least, mm-hmm. right? So so the deal is, what I'm saying that is, I think the Sixers can match up against them and they can get a win in the first round. When you go up and talk about Toronto, I'm a little scared of those those little six eight to six ten dudes. They roll out like seven of them. That might be a stretch, but it seems no, like- I know. Yeah, it just seems like they just keep coming them in, man. Just keep bringing them in. Just bring them in, and then like, and and none of them were like top draft picks. You know, these are guys that they develop. You know, so it's, it's to me that's one of those things where I don't really like that. I, I don't like that for the 76ers, You know, in a first round matchup. Now again, the coaching is different. People's all up games, all about making adjustments, but. If I if I had an edge on someone, a mental edge, I think that I really would want to play Chicago. Yeah, and I I think I'm with you with the Chicago part. Um, the Toronto aspect of it is just the experience that they have and how they can just roll in different types of lineups. By the way, Scotty Barnes is his number four overall pick, so he's the one, albeit a rookie, he is uh, a guy that uh, is the top pick. But yeah, everyone else from Boucher to yeah. see into the first round Boucher in the second round and, and just keep running out these guys OG Ananobi I love him for his defense and what he's able to do as well they do pose a problem they do present a problem but is it a problem though to be tested in the first round knowing that you're gonna every round have a a, a tough matchup because of how good the Eastern Conference is I don't think it's a bad thing to to face the, the Toronto Raptors early be tested and be on top of your game. Like you said, 
Charlotte, you blew them out. All right, next game against the Cleveland Cavaliers. Same circumstances. You both played early afternoon games the day before. Blow them out. So, tough-tested, uh, tough-minded team with the Toronto Raptors. Experience, great coach, all that. Set you up perfectly for that next round where you now have to play the Miami Heat in round two in that 1-4 matchup. And, but you are ready and geared to go based on what you did against the Toronto Raptors, having to fight through that tough seven-game series, maybe knocking them off in six games. But they still posed a problem. They still fought hard and made you earn every win that you got in that one. So I don't see it as a problem at all if they have to face the Toronto Raptors. And I'm not always looking for the easier matchup first. I'll just say it like that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, you said you don't – I mean, I, I think it's a I agree problem. with you, the I easier do. I do. I do. Chicago. I just think they match up. You know what? Put it this way. Um, if the Sixers don't come ready to play, they're going to lose to Toronto. 100%. Real rap. If they don't come ready to play, they're going to lose to Toronto. And and so, you know, the, the thing is, we, here we go. We're talking about a team. And, and like, I don't really like going in the playoffs saying, uh, I, I want to play this team as opposed to that one. But based off of what I've seen, even when the Sixers won against these teams, it's kind of like they struggled. Um, I mean, you, you understand what I'm saying against Toronto? Last time they played Toronto, Toronto put it on them. Last time they played the Raptors, they put it on them. You're right. So, like the Sixers, we just have to see what they're going to be able to do, and just see how you know how they how they come out and play. Yeah. Well, the, the Sixers do pose some problems for the Raptors too. It's going to be tough to defend Joel Embiid. And you just hope that the Sixers players also do their best work, the supporting cast, to make sure they help out. James Harden included, not a supporting cast member. Uh, he's an all-star and an all-NBA-level player. We know that. And, and top 75 guy, Hall of Famer, future Hall of Famer. And he certainly has to play much better against that team, especially since we haven't seen OG Ananobi. And I'd imagine that they try to put Ananobi to slow things down with James Harden there. By the way, thank you for making Locked On 76 as your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast for nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Keith, uh, you put out a story uh, about the MVP and the team now starting to talk about it openly with their campaigning, if you will. Uh, we need to talk about it next and address Will Joel Embiid. <laughs> will Joel Embiid get the necessary votes that he needs to win the award. And did anything change this weekend with Giannis playing well, with Jokic playing well? Also, we'll get to that, our final segment right here, Locked On 76ers. You know what, D? Yeah. I, I talked to you about Bet Online, right? Mm -hmm. You know, BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, including this week's Master Championship odds, podcasts, reviews, and all the different leagues this season. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and, and scores. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet Online, where the game starts today. Do it today, people. Do it today. Make sure you guys do that. Take advantage of it and uh, get those get those in full slate tonight 
in the uh, professional ranks. Uh, well, actually, tonight, no, Keith, not tonight. It's the national championship game. Yeah, Carolina going to shock the world. Yeah, I think so, too. I was so happy to see Duke go down. I can't stand him. And, uh, What's up with them not shaking hands, man? That was like kind of, they did that the second time. Like, you know well, what let I mean? Me, let me ask you this. Let me I, don't ask like you this. I don't like that. Well, like were were the guys celebrating and then they decided not to wait and they just left the floor of Carolina celebrating? Uh, I saw that Hubert Davis and, and Krzyzewski shook hands, but it was like 0.5 seconds. <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't want any parts of it. And you know how mad they were at the end of the regular season as some of the reports came out when they beat them in Cameron. I saw and it. how that happened. And then before that, not honoring Coach K in Chapel Hill. They were apparently some of the coaches and the people were upset in the in the program that Carolina didn't do. It was like, what do you what do you mean? That's a rivalry, dog. Like, I mean, it's like it's exactly. supposed to be, you know. What I mean, you, it is what it is. All I know is it looks bad. They look they, they just look bad. First of all, if you're going to honor the dude, I know that's the last game, <laughs> but it's one of those things where you might want to honor them against somebody that's not going to crash the party. So y'all look suspect anyway. First of all, it's disrespectful to have, like, when they did it in the regular season. You uh-huh. have the whole, like, ceremony, all these players, oh, and then yeah. y'all lose, right? Yeah, that, was so then, <laughs> that was crazy. So and then you don't want to shake hands. Yeah. And then you come back. You come back, and then you play them in the final four and lose. Now, yeah, they might have celebrated, but guess what? Coach K was in there, layup line. So was one of the players. And so they came, I mean, like, it, I don't know, it just looks classy. Dude. It did, did. It looks classy. It looks like a bunch of. Good. I, I loved it. I loved every minute of it. Yeah. I can't stand them. Never have, never liked them. I like players, but I, I just, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm glad they lost. Uh, hope the Tar Heels win tonight. And I should, hope it's a good game overall. But uh, Keith, uh, everybody's off tonight in the association and getting ready for the Tuesday schedule to pick back up once again. And Embiid, Giannis, and Denikumpo, and Nikola Jokic over the week during the week all had good weeks. All had good weeks again, and it's starting to heat up once again. You wrote a story for the people uh, who have not read it and, and should go read it at Inquire.com. It's great. Uh, you explain why you felt Joel Embiid should win the MVP. Yeah, I mean, you know, here's the deal, D. Like all season long, it's all been about Joel. Like Joel's been the man. I mean. He, you go over there, man. You go over there. You see the press conference. The Ben Simmons thing was a circus. I mean, Joel Embiid, you know, was out there dropping 40 and 10. Like, he did it 11 times this year. I don't know how many times he scored over 30 and 10, right? It finished with 30, um, 30 points and uh, uh, 10 rebounds. He's been the constant this season. And then the NBA is all about um, recency bias. So, all of a sudden, while Joel was doing it all season, then James Harden comes along, and then all of a sudden, the uh, the the, the storyline is more about James and Joe, or how do they mesh together? It's not Joe being the dominant player. Then all of a sudden, we start hearing about Nikola's triple doubles. Now he had 19 of them. He's been balling. I give him that. And then all of a sudden, we start talking about what Giannis is doing. But even with James Harden on this roster, Milwaukee has a way better roster. Way better the roster, right? And and then, but we're talking about most valuable player. Joel was the most valuable. Last night, well, it, 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 it helps my argument. 
he had to score 44 points, grab 17 rebounds, and have five blocks. Five blocks. In order for them to beat a team without two starters. Two starters. So I'm just saying, he is the most valuable player. You take that Sixer team right now, they're with him, they're fourth in the East. Without him, they're battling to get out of the playing game. Yeah. No, he's a valuable player. Yeah, he's definitely uh, very, very valuable to the team. If not, I think, too, you know, with all due respect to the Sixers roster, I think it's overvalued a little bit around the NBA when they look at it. And I, I mean, I don't see what they see because I see a ton of improvement that still needs to be made growth within and then the improvements in the offseason where they need to fix the depth and you need some, again, the growth, uh, the improvement of growth from some of the players that are currently on the roster to, to make this thing right going forward. Nikola Jokic, if he wasn't playing, they would also be out of the play in tournament because that roster, while I like some of their players, I don't think they'll be able to keep up with what's happening in the West. And um, I, I just think that your, your argument is right. My thing has always been they keep, this, Keith. While those players have elevated and played very, very well, and they have, they played great basketball, they definitely belong in the conversation. All three of them should be all NBA team, first team, all NBA players. And Bede hasn't done anything to lose it. That's always been my thing. He's not done anything to not have the MVP anymore going forward. He has not, his play has not dropped. He has had a couple of games where he's had 23, 25, but we always look at that and say, that's a bad night for Joel Embiid. He hasn't done it, and they keep winning. They have 48 wins. They keep winning. And the Ben Simmons part of it, you know, none of us ignore that because you can't. It was the number one story in the NBA based on Simmons not being there and what Embiid had to do. I mean, you give Doc Rivers credit. You give the teammates credit as well. But in the end, the award that we're talking about and him being the best player, the leader, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. There's no knock on Jokic or Giannis. It's just what it is for this season, this season alone. Yep. yep. Preach, brother, preach. That, that's it, man. Well, look, I appreciate your time as always, Keith. We have another episode for the great people. Uh, tomorrow we'll be previewing the game. Heading into Indiana, do you have an idea as of yet if anybody's taking a night off or anything, anything yet? We'll, we'll find out. We'll, we'll find, find out. I don't think they will. I don't think they will. To be okay. honest, I don't. I, I think they got they got to get this seeding thing together. Um, so at, at best, they'll probably play Tuesday against Indiana at Indiana and at Toronto on Thursday, play them too. And maybe, depending on where things are for the final two games this weekend, against Indiana and Detroit back-to-back at home in Philadelphia, maybe that's when they'll get the rest. We'll see. I mean, you know, I, I hate to assume right about now. I think yeah, we'll have, right. we'll have right. a better, better pulse on it tomorrow while after their practice in Toronto. All right, you got it. Well, listen, folks, thanks for making Locked On 76 as your first listen every day. We'll preview the game tomorrow. We'll talk about, once again, what they need to do to beat Indiana and keep pace with everyone else. Now, make your second listen, Locked On NBA, Locked On experts covering the biggest stories around the NBA every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Keith, always fun, man. Enjoy your time in Indiana right now. I'm a little jealous, again, here in Philadelphia, but it's okay. You don't ask the people to have me travel with you, but that's all right. We'll figure all that out later on. 
Nah, dude, you, you believe me, you're good this trip. <laughs> <laughs> right. Is that is that the site for the All Star Game uh, in a couple of years? Or yeah, I mean it's cool. I mean they got yeah. St. Elmo's and, and stuff like this, but it's not Philly. You know what I mean? Understood. It's not Philly. It's not. Philly. Understood. Let's let's not get the Indiana people upset in Indianapolis. We don't want to upset the Indianapolis people. All right, Keith. Ch- we'll check in uh, tomorrow, man. Thanks so much. All right, man. Peace. All right.